Well, hi guys. Alex McDonald, joined by Daniel Munoz. Hi, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. This is a TPS report for Boxing Day, December 26th, 2022. Happy Boxing Day, everyone. Hope everybody had a lovely Christmas Day, or whatever you celebrate. Festivus. Yeah, the Festivus, or the Kwanzaa, or uh, Hanukkah. Other, other holidays are available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully everyone had a, a great time. And um, for those of us here in Georgia that experienced a pretty cold spell, hopefully it was uh, uneventful for most of you. Uh, I know it wasn't for everyone. And uh, it sucks. I dodged a bullet. Uh, I, I spent the holiday up at uh, TPS report not so north um with danielle and rita who's in the chat and i thought you know my house there i've had issues with pipes here before danny so i decided to swing by what was that saturday morning i think saturday morning yeah decided to swing by the house and i come in and the um the kitchen sink isn't running that's frozen the other faucets are good they're they're running so i got some heat on that pipe got it freed up luckily luckily thank 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 the pipe gods there was no break um and then i just shut the water off at the street and drained all the pipes before i left to go back which was probably a good idea because it got down to uh minus 15 centigrade that night which I is like three degrees Fahrenheit or some weird thing like that. Uh, and I know I would have been coming home to broken pipes had, had it got down to that here. Um, but I dodged a bullet there. Uh, Mom wasn't so lucky, was she? Nope. Luckily, the, all right, if you're going to have a pipe break, this is the best way to do it. It was a um, outdoor faucet, naturally. The pipe is in the garage, so it was the garage floor that got wet. So no flooring or anything like that. If you're going to have a pipe break, that's the way to do it. Nothing in your ceilings or anything like that. But um, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. And for anyone else that experienced that, I am so sorry. It is uh, it's shitty. And now, But anyway, Danielle's leaving tomorrow and taking her weather back with her. I am, yes. So. I will be taking my... Yankee weather back to Yankee land and my yank tank. Yes, you will. We'll hunker down one more day and then we'll be gone. Let's come over to here. Let's let Steve tell everyone a joke. Oh, it's Bob today. Oh, Bob. Hey, Bob. Um, And let's say hi to folks. Who do we have here? Brett Brown's with us. Hey, Brett. Brett. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you for being here. Uh, Jake Kukin is here. What's up, Jake? Hey, Jake. Jeffrey Kukin is here as well. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. There's Canadian bacon. Uh, bacon. Keep Becky in your thoughts and prayers, folks. Um, most, a lot of you know what happened. And um, just keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Janine is here. Hey, Janine. Uh, Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Good to see you. Michelle hey, Ivy is with us. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. There's your mom. Hey, Rita. Hi, mama. Cameron Anderson is here. What's up, Cam? Hey, Cam. Uh, Michelle Brown is here. Hi, Michelle. There's Joy. What's up, Joy? Good to see Hello, you. Uh, hey, Richard Bradshaw is here. What's up, hey, Richard? Richard. Uh, Tom Burdick is here. What's hey, up, Tom? Tom? 
Good to see you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and uh, happy new year to everybody. I don't, when is new year? We'll do a show before then, won't Sunday. we? Sunday. Yeah. So new year's Eve, Saturday, we'll do a show on Thursday. Will we, or are you traveling Thursday? Uh, I should be home by then. Should be home by then. Okay. Your camera appears to have frozen. Am I Danny. frozen? All right. I'm going to yeah, just and uh, be right back. Yeah. Just unplug that and come on back. Um, yeah. Janine says, Becky, you're in all of our thoughts. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Keep her in your thoughts and prayers. So a lot to talk about tonight. Some more Twitter files. Let me know when you're back up, Danny. I think I'm back. Some more Twitter files dropped. And, um, no, you appear to still be frozen to me. Oh my. All right. Not sure why. Um, there you are. Some more Twitter files dropped Danielle. The previous Twitter files were important. It highlighted the government's effort to censor Americans. Yes. This latest round that came from David Zwig of the Free Press, which is Barry Weiss's new website. And if you haven't seen the Free Press, go check them out. This new round goes to life and death, Danielle. The previous drops, extremely important. The United States government censoring American citizens, covering up news stories, I'm trying to say it nicely, covering up news stories with the intention of, of changing the outcome of an election. Those are all important issues, but they're not life or death issues. Right. This latest round absolutely is. And we'll get to it in a second. Katie Mannery is here. What's up, Katie? Good hey, to Katie. see you. Uh, Janine, well, Janine said she, uh, she had kidney stones and it was torture. That's horrible. Um, and Jeff, Jeff said he spent most of... His Christmas in Rockdale Hospital fighting a kidney stone. We heard about that this morning, I think, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Hope you're, hope you're doing better, brother. I really do. Hope you're doing better. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. Let's jump over to... And by the way, Twitter... I don't know if they've just added this, if this is new, or if I just found it. They've added a reader view, or appear to have had it, added a reader view to the app and to the website, which makes it so much easier to follow these threads, Danielle. Yeah, that's really nice. Which is great. Um, so let's talk about this. David Zwig, thread, the Twitter files, how Twitter rigged the COVID debate. By censoring info that was true, but inconvenient to the United States government policy, by discrediting doctors and other experts who disagreed, and by suppressing ordinary users, including some sharing the CDC's own data. I'm going to jump down through these because I don't want to go through every single tweet. And by the way, I guess I should, I guess I should start at number six to be fair, because this COVID crackdown by the government, Danielle, began under the Trump administration. It was very brief under the Trump administration right. and the Trump administration 
focused on areas that included conspiracies around 5G cell towers and uh, runs on grocery stores, which weren't a conspiracy. There were actually runs on grocery stores and misinformation that could stoke panic buying. That's what the Trump administration was focused on. That's the information they wanted Twitter to censor. They, the Trump administration was not asking Twitter to censor medical information. And in many cases, valid medical information. I want to throw that in there because I don't want to be accused of being biased on this. But that's all there is in this relating to Trump is number six and uh, number seven. That's it. The rest of this kicks in when Biden takes over. One of their first meeting requests with Twitter executives was on COVID. The focus was on anti-vaxxer accounts, especially Alex Berenson, it says here. In the summer of 2021, President Biden said social media companies were killing people for allowing vaccine misinformation. Berenson was suspended hours after Biden's comments and kicked off the platform the following month. Berenson sued and then settled with Twitter. In the legal process, Twitter was compelled to release certain internal communications, which which showed direct White House pressure on the company to take action on Berenson. A December 11th, 2022 summary of meetings with the White House by Lauren Culberson, Twitter's head of U.S. public policy, adds new evidence of the White House's pressure campaign and cements that it repeatedly attempted to directly influence the platform. We're talking about COVID now and we're talking about vaccines and we're going to this is going to get a bit deeper into that. We're not talking about Joe Biden putting pressure on Twitter now to hide stories about his criminal son. Right. About his own criminal history. They're talking about information that directly affected every single one of us. We were being told that we had to sacrifice our freedom. We had to sacrifice our lifestyles and our way of life For the benefit of America as a whole, right? The only way this can work is if we lock two weeks to stop the spread. We lock ourselves up for two weeks. And then it went on and on and on. Then masking and then vaccines. And the pressure is still on us today to continue getting these shots. Whether you get them, that's entirely up to you. I'm not getting into that. But that pressure never went away. We're going to get into some more current censorship later in the show, so stay tuned for that. Inevitably, dissident yet legitimate content was labeled as misinformation. And the accounts of doctors and others were suspended both for tweeting opinions and demonstrably true information. Exhibit A. Dr. Martin Kaldorf, an epidemiologist at Harvard Medical School. You would assume this guy knows his shit, right? Right. 
He tweeted views at odds with U.S. public health authorities and the American left. The political affiliation of nearly the entire staff at Twitter. In response to a question, the question being, Dr. Koldorf, do you think younger age groups and or people who already had the virus need to be vaccinated? His response was no. Thinking that everyone must be vaccinated is as scientifically flawed as thinking that nobody should. COVID vaccines are important for older, high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. That was on March 15th of, I don't know, 2020? This was when Biden took office, so I, we're, I'm, I'm guessing this is 2020. Maybe it's 2021 if you look at the um, date of that email underneath there. We'll, get, we'll figure it out. What we now know, though, Danielle, is that what he said is absolutely true. Right. This, even the CDC have now admitted everything that he put in that tweet. However... Internal emails show an intent to action by a moderator saying Kaldorf's tweet violated the company's COVID-19 misinformation policy and claimed he shared false information. Hey team, sending a heads up that we will take action on Martin Kaldorf for violating our COVID-19 misinformation policy, specifically for sharing false information regarding the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines, which goes against CDC guidelines. They made that up. He said nothing about the efficacy right. of the vaccine, but that's why his account was flagged. But Kaldorf's statement was an expert's opinion one which also happened to be in line with vaccine policies in numerous other countries. Yet it was deemed false information by Twitter moderators merely because it differed from CDC guidelines. Let's bear in mind real quick that these social media companies here in the United States were actually taking their cues from different people as well. Right. Twitter is basing their suppression of data on the CDC's guidance. YouTube was basing their suppression of data on the World Health Organization's guidance. And invariably, that guidance contradicted each other. Did it not? It did. It often did. And still does to this day contradict each other. After Twitter took action, Kaldorf's tweet was slapped with a misleading label and all replies and likes were shut off, throttling the tweet's ability to be seen and shared by many people. And ostensibly, uh, the, ost the ostensible core function of the platform. So people couldn't retweet it. People couldn't share it it basically got no visibility because of this, Danielle. This is a, a, an epidemiologist at Harvard telling people that your kids probably don't need this vaccine. 
everything we know now would indicate that he was 100% spot on. Don't you think? Right. Yes. And yet this government, our government's still pushing people into getting their kids, not just vaccinated, but triple and quadruple boosted. All right. In my review of internal files, I found countless instances of tweets labeled as misleading or taken down entirely, sometimes triggering account suspensions simply because they veered from CDC guidance or differed from establishment views. A tweet by Kelly KGA, a self-proclaimed public health fact checker, whatever that is, with 18,000 followers, was flagged as misleading and replies and dislikes disabled, even though it displayed the CDC's own data. <laughs> where do you go with that? Where do you, what, where do you start with that? So let me ask, let me hypothesize something. Okay. Let's say the CDC's early data showed that the risk of myocarditis or heart attack among young people getting vaccinated was extraordinarily high, which we now know it is. But let's assume they discovered this early and they published that on their website. Somebody shared that data, the CDC's own data. It's not really a hypothesis because, quite frankly, this happened. But let's say somebody shared that data and Twitter took it upon themselves to flag that as misleading and suspend that person. How many young adults or children do we think, we don't know, but how many could have been spared a heart attack or a, a, a case of myocarditis had Twitter not taken it upon themselves to censor actual fucking data? Or In at this the case, very least, how many parents could have made truly informed decisions about the exactly. health care of their kids? Exactly. Had the conversation been allowed to take place? And had the conversation been allowed to take place, Danielle, people would have been able to have valid, genuine conversations with their doctors as well, their family right. physicians, who were pressured into lying to their patients, who have been pressured under threat of being stripped of their medical licenses. They've been pressured into telling parents, your kids have to get this vaccine even though every bit of evidence would indicate that no, they don't and that their natural immunity is as efficacious as the vaccine. We'll get to it. We'll, uh, we'll get to it. Here's why Kelly was um, booted, by the way. What an excellent example that she was... 
Kelly GA, her, that tweet was her, her tweet sharing CDC data was labeled as misinformation. Okay. She was suspended for that misinformation. The funny thing is her tweet was in reply to somebody else. That person who calls himself censored Gregory Travis said, here's some data since December of 2021, COVID has been the leading cause of death from disease in children. Kelly replied using the CDC's data saying, what an excellent example of cherry picking. If you narrow it down to only the specific months you specify, which include the largest COVID wave seen across the world, and you ignore all non-disease deaths, and you ignore cancer, heart disease, and SIDS, then COVID is leading. But you have to ignore a lot of other causes of death in order for COVID to be the leader. The tweet she replied to, which absolutely is false, right. is, is still it's up. Boldface lie. It's still on Twitter. It's still shareable. And it doesn't have any misleading label assigned to it, Danielle. Whether by humans or algorithms, content that was contrarian but true was still subject to getting flagged or suppressed. This tweet was labeled misleading, even though the owner of this account, a physician, was referring to the results of a published study. This, by the way, is what I was referring to a few minutes ago. Below, the first study I've seen showing that mRNA vaccines in young people age 16 to 39 are associated with cardiac arrests, not just myocarditis. If you look at the purple and blue lines, those are the, the data graphs for the first and second shots, Danielle. Mm -hmm. The red line is the uh, rate of cardiac arrest. There's a spike right as people got their second shot yep. and uh, then it drops a little bit and then they start to climb again. That second climb probably coincides with boosters. Right. That's not indicated on this graph, but I'll bet you that there's a one month gap between one and two. There's probably a four or five month gap then before that next spike or that next group of spikes, I bet right. you that coincides, Danielle, with booster shots. Yep. Andrew Boston, a Rhode Island physician, was permanently suspended after receiving multiple strikes for misinformation. One of his strikes was for a tweet referring to the results of a peer-reviewed study on mRNA vaccines. A review of Twitter logs revealed that an internal audit conducted after Boston's attorney contacted Twitter found that actually only one of Boston's five violations were valid. He was banned for no reason, Danielle, other than sharing data that the government simply didn't agree with. That was the reason. Let's start to wrap this up. Another example of human bias run amok was the reaction to this tweet by Trump. 
Many Trump tweets led to extensive internal debates, and this one was no different. I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. This caused a bit of a panic in Twitter, Danielle. In a surreal exchange, Jim, ba Jim Baker, Jim Baker of the FBI, asks, yeah. why isn't this POTUS tweet a violation of our COVID-19 policy, specifically the don't be afraid of COVID statement? Jim Baker wanted us to be terrified of COVID, Danielle. Right. He wanted Twitter to make us terrified of COVID. Right. Yoel Roth had to explain to Jim Baker the optimism isn't in fact misinformation. Hey Jim, added you adding you to the main thread on the subject. In short, this tweet is a broad optimistic statement. It doesn't incite people to do something harmful, nor does it recommend against taking precautions or following mass directives or other guidelines. It doesn't fall within the published scope of our policies. Curious whether you have a different read on it, though. Jim Baker desperately wanted that to be a violation of policies, Danielle. Primarily, I imagine his primary motive was just getting Trump banned off the platform because we know that's exactly what Jim Baker was working towards. Right. Twitter made a decision via the political leanings of senior staff and government pressure that the public health authorities' approach to the pandemic, prioritizing mitigation over other concerns, was the science. Information that challenged that view, such as showing harms of vaccines, or that could be perceived as downplaying the risks of COVID, especially to children, was subject to moderation and even suppression, no matter whether such views were correct or adopted abroad. What might this pandemic and its aftermath have looked like if there had been a more open debate on Twitter and other social media platforms? Not to mention the mainstream press about the origins of COVID, about lockdowns, about the true risk of COVID's in, COVID in kids, and much more. I think those are very important questions. We know that the Republicans are going to be taking control of the House of Representatives, January 3rd, I believe. And we know that one of their focuses is going to be on social media and their apparent unfettered power, not to mention their blatantly obvious relationships with the United States government, right. doing, their, doing their bidding, censoring not only Americans— but now censoring medical data, medical data that may have saved lives. Listen, I, I don't want to diminish the importance of educating people about COVID. I don't want to diminish the importance of the vaccines because regardless of every vaccine has risks, this one included, the COVID vaccines included, shouldn't be calling it a vaccine because it isn't. 
But that's what they're labeling them as. That's what I'm calling them. But it's equally important to hear not even dissenting opinions, alternatives to the adopted narrative. Right. Alternative medical opinions. Data. Data is not an alternative opinion. Data is fucking data. And if the data is showing a spike of cardiac arrest among young adults that coincides with them getting shots, isn't that something that needs to be discussed? Yes. Twitter thought that was something that needed to be censored and suppressed. Putting people's kids at risk of death because they took it upon at the pressure from the government, obviously pressure from the Biden administration, but they took it upon themselves to determine what was medical misinformation. These aren't doctors. These are nerds at Twitter. Right. These are leftist nerds at Twitter who have made the decision that the Biden administration's approach will be the only approach. And there will be no other discussion. We couldn't talk about things like ivermectin, Danielle. Right. What was the rate of infection of COVID in Africa? Like seven. It was very low. It was remarkably low. And we talked about this at the time. And we, and by we, I think I mean I, theorized that the reason that we weren't seeing the these huge numbers of cases in Africa is because there just wasn't the technology to track them. And you were like, no, because there is, there's got to be something else going on there. And well, there. And what was going on there? Ivermectin. They're all taking ivermectin they for were parasites. Taking, yes. All the worms and tetsy flies and yes, yes. all the shit that bites the you and, and shit. yeah, all this stuff that bites you and lays eggs in you. They're take ivermectin. It's super cheap, super fucking cheap. Yes. So it's prevalent all over Africa and the rates of infection of COVID in Africa were minimal. Yes. You're not allowed to point to that and say, Hey, is is there a chance we can go over there and find out why? Yeah, see what those fellas are doing? You know, we're hypothesizing that it's because of the prevalence of ivermectin. Seems like a pretty decent hypothesis. But let's go find out for sure. Instead of having a fucking dogmatic mindset about this, that only Anthony Fauci is the science that everything the Biden administration tells us is gospel. That they're moving at the speed of science. Yes. Yeah. Let's go find out. Right. We now know, we, we now have confirmation of what we already knew. The government was suppressing valid factual medical information. How many lives it cost? Who knows? We don't know 
how many lives it cost suppressing that information. We'll probably never know. We'll know how many kids have heart attacks. We'll never be able to definitively say that's because of the vaccine. Right. We'll never, because the data's been, it's been hidden and tampered with and manipulated too much by now for us to ever know. And this is what happens when you let government take over medicine. And that's exactly what happened here. The United States government and and these NGOs and these unelected organizations like the World Health Organization, the CDC, people like that, they took over family medicine. They took over our lives. My body, my choice. No, it isn't. You know, I was going to say, Becky made that point in the chat, and that's a great point. But that only counts when it's a woman in her uterus. Mm -hmm. Everything else apparently is the government's business. Yeah. This can never be allowed to happen again. And if they ever try, remember back to this. And I know there are going to be some leftist maniacs on Twitter, Danielle, that are going to say, oh, this is a conspiracy. The FBI. The right. FBI already came out and, and called it a conspiracy theory. All these Twitter files about the FBI's involvement. The CDC may very well come out now and say, ah, it's conspiracy theory. The United States government will most likely come out and label it a conspiracy theory. Because they know if they call it a conspiracy theory, their little leftist minions will gobble it up and believe that it is in fact a conspiracy theory. Their little leftist, uh, their little leftist followers won't believe for one second, Danielle, that their government could be so evil as to force vaccines down the throats of babies, right? Because these vaccines are approved for babies, and who knows what kind of damage it's doing to them? Ugh. And that's that's not speculation because we just, well, I guess it is, but we just don't know. Right. The data is probably there already, but everyone is prohibited from looking at it, prohibited from sharing it. And the pressure is still on, maybe not necessarily at Twitter, but the pressure is still on everywhere else to continue to cover up this data. We're on YouTube right now. If YouTube were able to monitor this conversation in real time, we would have been banned by now. Well, and aside from this Twitter conversation, we're also hearing that coroners, and we may have known this, I didn't know this, but we're hearing that coroners have been told not to do autopsies on people that that died from COVID. On it's not just that, by people. the way. It's not just that. They've been told not to do autopsies on the astounding number of dead children they've been encountering since when? Since the vaccines. Right. And over but again, the data. We can't look at the data. 
they could find out the cause of death. They could determine whether the vaccine killed these babies, these kids. But they're not allowed to. And this is what happens when you let government take over your medicine. And they do it with a stroke of a pen and an emergency declaration, and they get to kill your kids. They, they are exempt. For, have you ever seen a list of side effects on a COVID vaccine? Mm-mm. Every other drug. Think about this. Every other drug that gets advertised has to, be, has to include a list of side effects, right? Every single one. Right. But not these COVID vaccines. Because the list of side effects... Might include killing your kids. Right. Might kill oh, your yeah, babies. Yeah. It might kill your babies. But the pressure to censor is still going, Danielle. Even after all this. Even after all this data is coming out. And this is, this is how unaccountable the government is. This is how little they care about being exposed this way. Now we have Rachel Levine, who is the Surgeon General, right? This this woman, <laughs> this woman is sorry, the Assistant this Secretary is, yeah. of Health and Human Services. This this fine-looking woman here is the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. She is now demanding more censorship from social media and from the news related to gender misinformation, Danielle. She doesn't say what that gender misinformation is. She's just calling for big tech to censor health misinformation impacting gender-affirming care She says gender-affirming care has a positive value for youth. There's a video here. I'm not going to play it. It goes on for like 40 minutes. What do we know about gender-affirming care for youths? For youths, Danielle? We know that um, gender-affirming care doesn't decrease the instance of um, mental illness post gender affirming care we know for a fact that the numbers of suicide attempts and suicidal ideation post gender affirming care is not lower than pre gender affirming care and there's indication now that it's actually higher we know this to be a fact yeah The assistant secretary of health and human services, who is in fact a doctor, would also know that to be a fact. Don't you think? Yeah. And yet she's still calling, still calling for censorship. I guarantee you she would label, want that labeled misinformation, Danielle, 
even though it's not, just like the government called for all this other data to be labeled misinformation, even though it's not. And this is a call for censorship by the United States government that is currently taking place. It's currently happening. YouTube and Facebook will gladly comply. The legacy media will gladly comply. Twitter, I don't know. Right now, probably not. Elon uh, Elon says he's stepping down as CEO as soon as he can find a decent or a, a suitable replacement. Whether that suitable replacement will uh, try to re-implement some of these older policies remains to be seen. Didn't take Elon long to get the hell out of the company he never wanted to begin with, did it? No, it didn't. It really didn't. Here's the thing. Now that we know that valid medical data was being covered up at the behest of government by social media companies, are we going to sit back and allow other valid medical information to be covered up at the behest of this she-mail? Are we going to sit back and allow it to happen? This directly impacts your kids. No doubt about it. This is absolutely a matter of life and death for your kids. Right here. And if this person gets their way, and the the warnings about gender-affirming care are prohibited and your kids, you and your kids never get to hear the, the actual data surrounding the, the negatives of gender-affirming care. It means more of your kids are going to follow down this path, which means more of your kids are going to end up dead. And this, this woman will have their blood on her hands. Right. Or, I mean, if not, if not necessarily dead, then the mental illness that is being treated with this gender-affirming care is going to go untreated. You know, be it bipolar disorder or, you know, just run-of-the-mill depression, whatever it is that that person is experiencing that they're told by society is um, that they're transgender that can be fixed by them being the other gender, that that mental illness is being ignored. So it's not being treated. So they're going along with this untreated mental illness for which they can get help, but they're not because they're falling into this social contagion. And it's just because you're a bigot these days, you're a bigot. If you yeah. tell them, if you tell them, no, yes. you need, you need to seek counseling. You need to see a professional. Then you're just a bigot. Oh, how dare you? How dare you, 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 you transphobic yeah. bigot. Well, and, and uh, I mean, I assume the same thing is happening with counselors as well. If, if a kid shows up and says, I'm a, you know, cat trapped in a boy's body and they say, let's talk this through. Let's do some watchful waiting then they're labeled freaking transphobic. Yeah, but this is how government's dealing with everything now. 
if you question the the risks of gender affirming care to kids, you're a transphobic bigot. If you question the efficacy of masks, which have been proven not to stop COVID, right. you're an anti-science denier. You're, you're a science denier. If you question the side effects of vaccines, of which there are plenty, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're a pariah in society. For questioning what we know to be solid science. We know that masks don't really do much. Right. They can, and then other times they can't. You get lucky with a mask. Proper masks used properly do things. Mm -hmm. But those fabric masks do nothing. Or proper masks used improperly do nothing. We know for a fact that the vaccine doesn't prevent the spread of COVID. Even though that's what we were told. You have to get, it's not about you getting, it's about you not infecting someone else. Remember right. that? Be a team player. Yeah. That didn't work. Nope. We know for a fact that didn't work. But if you question it, you're an anti-vaxxer. Right. And this is how the government's dealing with every, dealing with these issues now by by trying to shame publicly shame people. And if you would, if you decide you want to protect kids or if you want to protect women, you're a bigot. You're an absolute bigot. Speaking of protecting women, let's talk about this gender reform bill in Scotland. Now I have to switch over to Apple News here because that's where my Sunday Times subscription is. So let me jump over to this, but it's the same story. I just can't read it on the website because it's behind a paywall. So I'm gonna have to read it in Apple News. Scotland introduced a gender reform bill, Danielle, which makes it easier for the legal changing of your gender. People are starting to speak up about this, at least now in the UK. And I think these conversations are going to start to spread to other parts of the world, frankly. But right now it's happening in the UK. This was published on Christmas Day in the Sunday Times. The Sunday Times is the UK's equivalent to the New York Times, Danielle. It's probably, okay. it's probably the most respected newspaper in the country. This isn't a call. This isn't an opinion piece or or it's not an op-ed. It's not a reader letter. This is a Sunday times columnist publishing this story on Christmas day in the, in the United Kingdom. So here it is, our first proper Merry Christmas in three years. It's easy to forget the havoc caused by the Omicron variant last year and the amount of time spent trying to navigate a set of rules that, that increased in complexity as the virus got milder. An estimated one million Christmases were wrecked by the random ping on a phone, necessitating isolation and nose swabs. 
triple vaccinated people who had no symptoms were forced to isolate for a third of a month on government orders with nary a leftover turkey curry to sustain them. Hogmany was canceled. Parties were non-existent. Gatherings were muted. And a Greek chorus of government scientists kept up a litany of warnings that a doomsday scenario could not be ruled out if regulations were loosened. The year before, we were absolutely in the thick of it. The vaccine rollout had yet to happen, and people were dying alone in hospitals attended to by exhausted but dedicated clinicians in hazmat suits. So this year, when there are no travel restrictions, apart from those imposed by striking rail workers, <laughs> chaotic airport systems, and a road infrastructure that can't cope with inclement weather, when we're free to go wherever we want, except home for Christmas by public transport, transport, we should be grateful. This Christmas, there's much to celebrate. Our physical liberty has been restored. We can leave our homes more than once a day. We can hold a dying relative's hand. We can travel more than five kilometers outside of our local authority boundary. We can hug a loved one. All of those, by the way, were regulations in the United Kingdom under COVID. But for many, the restoration of one of our most basic freedoms has been superseded by an all-too-insidious threat by the state to another. This is a threat to our very identity, to the language we use to describe ourselves and to our private sanctuaries. It is a threat that dare not speak its name for fear of being labeled the worst kind of bigot. If the COVID regulations represented a bureaucratic nightmare of Kafka-esque proportions, the Gender Recognition Reform Bill of Scotland is a dystopia of Orwellian doublespeak. The bill the most controversial in the two decades that the Scottish Parliament has been in operation, was passed on Thursday afternoon following three, day, three days of debate and protest. The new act will remove the requirement for a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria and reduces the two-year time frame for people wanting to acquire a Gender Recognition Certificate, a GRC, allowing to them to change their gender legally. Controversially, it lowers the minimum age for acquiring a GRC from 18 to 16. The Act's supporters, including Nicola Sturgeon, the first, the first minister, argue that it is merely an administrative tidy-up of a system which already exists and brings Scotland into line with the most progressive countries in the world. Its detractors, chief among them the author J.K. Rowling, have argued that the act will open the door for abusive men to gain access to women-only spaces, including refuges, prisons, changing rooms, and medical facilities, with the potential to facilitate the harassment or worse of women and girls. All they need to do is self-identify as a woman and claimed to have lived in this identity for three months. 
a bid to block this loophole by inserting a clause ensuring that those on the sex offenders registry cannot obtain a GCR failed by one vote. Failed by one vote. Jesus. Um, I would point, I would ask people, go, if you, if you get an opportunity, it will come out from behind the paywall before long and everybody will be able to go read it. And I recommend you do. And when you're reading it, just think about the fact that this is the UK's largest, most reputable newspaper akin to the New York Times in a remarkably socially progressive country pushing back on a bill that strips away women's identities. Actually, I'm going to jump to the end of this, if I may. I want to read the ending of this. The recent ruling in the Scottish courts that a GRC changes a person's sex for the purposes of the Equities Act means that, among other troubling things, official statistics around gender will henceforth be meaningless. This is important because what gets measured gets fixed. The Act envelops women in a cloak of invisibility. The message from Holyrood this Christmas is not just that women don't matter, it's that women don't count. And that's what we risk. Or that's, it's not what I risk. This is what women risk by accepting what we're seeing happen in society. She's right. The most important spaces in a woman's life are at great risk. Right. I saw a video, I saw a video today of a trans female having period cramps, Danielle. A trans a man having menstrual cramps. It's stupid. I know that. You know that. It's stupid. But it's the kind of bullshit that we're be being told we have to buy into. Or, as this article stated, the worst or we're the worst kind of bigot. And when we start buying into things like that, that's medical data. That's right. medical data being fabricated and manipulated at the expense of traditional women, biological women, because as she says, what gets measured gets fixed. Now, we talk a lot about sports because I think that's also important, but it's far less important than actual female health. Actual female health care yeah, and safety. It's far less important than that. But we talk about it because, well, let's look at the IOC. The IOC just for, go ahead. Well, here's why Title IX is important. Because 
well, for a lot of reasons, but, and I won't, we won't get deep into the statistics because we've done this before, but um, kids who are involved in sports and in sporting activities and on teams do better in school categorically across the board. We know that. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason that Title IX passed in the first place is because of the um, opportunities that sports avail both men and women to, and women can't compete with men on a head-to-head strength competition basis. So there had to be a space etched out for women in sports for women to be availed of the opportunities that sports present specifically in collegiate activity. Um, Scholarships, the opportunity to compete and be involved in sports in college, which continues that tradition of doing better, having a place to belong um, in college. Mm -hmm. So that's why Title IX existed in the first place. So we know that sports are important, but I absolutely agree with you that it's a completely different conversation, whether sports are important versus whether it's important that a woman be able to go into a woman-only space and not be raped or killed right. by a man. Now, I've I've predicted every bit of this yep. over some protests initially. Yep. I said that men will start putting on skirts and winning with breaking women's records. I said that men will start putting on skirts and raping little girls in bathrooms. Yep. yep. I didn't say it because I'm transphobic. I said it because I understand the horrors that men are capable of. I know what men can do. And there are some men in society that cannot fucking control themselves. Who should, quite frankly, be put to death. And they're going to be the ones that victimize women. But the reason it's important about talk about sports is because that's where it's beginning. It is the beginning of the end of female identity in the United States. It's going to start there. Well, and we talked about this back in June when, I'm sorry, is that what you were about to talk about? Well, soon. No, I'm, I'm, we can come back to your, I'll come back to your point, but real quick, I want to say that's, that's where it begins. Soon, sooner than we think, there will not be a single record in any sport held by a biological woman. They will all have been broken by men. Eventually, this phenomena will make its way into the workplace. There's big discussion about equity going on in America. Oh, we need we got to be equitable. We need women 50 represented 50%, 50%. What happens when a good percentage of those women are actually represented by men in skirts? Women will have lost their voice. They won't be able to say, wait a second, we're still not represented. There's still no equity. It's not 50-50 because 10% of those women are trans women. Mark my words, it's coming. I've So far, I've nailed it. So far, I've been dead on with everything I've predicted. This is coming to the workplace. It's beginning in sports. It's going to be a a complete male takeover of women's sports. 
and it will end up being a complete male takeover of every other aspect of female identity. Well, you're absolutely right, because is it Bostick v. Shit, it's one of the Georgia Cobb County, maybe? Do you know that case? The No. Um, so this dude, gay guy, worked for, I think it, it was one of the C counties. I think it was Cobb County. Um, was playing softball on in a gay softball league. Well, the county fired him. They said that that was um, behavior unbecoming of a county employee. Went to court, and the, I think he lost. And the appeals court said, "Oh no, you, you no under Title VII, which is um, race, sex, whatever those are." But they didn't include gender or sexual identity. Um, said that gender and sexual identity are included in the things that you can't discriminate against. So it's been codified into law. Yep. I'll tell you where I predict we see it first, affecting the workplace. And again, this is just a, this is just me. It's, this is a, this is a prediction. I don't know that this is going to happen, Danielle, but I think it will be the first place we see it. I think we're going to see a real rise in the number of men putting on dresses so that they can be around little kids in schools. It's going to be in public schools because a public school, they can't refuse to hire one of these people. We know what government's like. Government won't even be able to bring itself to do a background check on these people because it might be perceived as transphobic. I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's where we're heading. And I think we're going to see a lot of trans women replacing biological women in the classroom, just like we're seeing a lot of trans men replacing biological women in the sporting and athletics arena. And soon it will be too late to stop it. I'm not sure that it's not. Yeah, I was already... going to say, do you not think? I think it's already too late. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's not too late already. And I'm not talking about this guy with the giant fake titties up right. in wherever it is. That's a meme. That's a meme. I don't know all the details behind that, but from what I understand, there's there's more to that story than meets the eye. And what meets the eye is a big old story. But there's more to, there's more to it than than no. And just I agree the with you. I agree with press. you. They are going to start inge- sort of interjecting themselves into roles that put them into female spaces, like teacher slash cheerleading coach. We saw that creepy pedo Gabriel Gype. You remember him? Yes. In California, grooming your kids. Yep. We saw him. We know he exists. He's moved on to another school system. Now that he's out of the limelight, he's moved on and he's, he's grooming your kids somewhere else. He's going to become the rule rather than the exception. Now he right. wasn't a trans, he wasn't trans. He was just no. a fucking communist. 
But t- people like him are going going to become the rule in public education rather than the exception. And we're going to see a lot of... I think it's inevitable. that we're, I'm not saying that all trans people are creepy men that want to diddle kids. But I'm saying a lot of them are creepy men that want to diddle kids. And we know that's true. Just look. Just go out and look. No, look I at don't how think they... a lot. No, I don't agree with that. I don't think a lot of them are creepy men that want to diddle kids. I think a lot of them are people with mental illness who have been lied to and misled by this social contagion. I think very, very few of them are truly have gender dysmorphia. Um, and I think some of them are creepy men who want to diddle kids. Some of them are the ones that should die. Some of them are creepy men that want to yeah. diddle kids. Yeah. Those and are those the, ones, the ones we need to be worried about. Those are the ones that are going to end up with direct access to your kids. Mark my words. It's exactly. Yeah, those are the Loudoun County ones. That is exactly what's going to happen. Being trans is the past of the kiddly diddler, diddlers and found a way. Or, yeah. Yeah. To me, it's a loophole. It's yeah. a loophole that gets them government sanctioned access to vulnerable children. And, um, it's also going to chip away at, at the right there, the identity, the, the female teacher, the biological female teacher, they're going to start being replaced by these, uh, these men in skirts, Danielle. Starts in sports, it will trickle its way to... It's already happened on, on at the cabinet level. At the fucking cabinet level. They're talking about equity. You know, we got to have people of color represented. We've got to have... Uh, we got to have trans people represented. We've got to have LGBTQ well, it's represented. Already, or LGB. Of, the T It's already right all over the schools. Look at how many of the libs of TikTok videos were... Teachers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Horrifying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrifying. Like, right, like, and like I said, they will soon be the rule rather than the exception. We're out of time. Yeah, we are. We are way over. Y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope you had a very merry Christmas. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. We will see you back here on Thursday. Thanks, guys. See Bye ya. Now.